Do you need help making your daily sports wagers? Check out the Coda Sports Gambling Network at CodaSportsCappers.com. They offer free daily picks on their website and have a bi-weekly podcast called the Mount Lockmore Podcast that you can find on Spotify, Apple Music, or Google Play. The Coda Sports Gambling Network is home of the top sports cappers in the Dakotas. They are South Dakota's number one source for sports gambling information. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Coda Cappers or visit their website at CodaSportsCappers.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is Tuesday, September 14th uh, here on the Mount Lockmore podcast. If you're wondering why you are hearing me do the intro and not pace, it is because I got a text from Pace uh, Monday morning saying he wasn't going to be able to do the uh podcast because he was out of town for a meeting and so here we are i've got myself as always brandon russell at b russ 35 oh come on you got to catch that with two hands darren sorry we're watching the raiders game uh everybody knows i'm a big raiders fan we're getting live reactions uh throughout the podcast uh but with me today special guest former intern uh of mine at my old job, uh, Josh Dillon, aka at Von Fluchoke on Twitter. Josh, welcome, man. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I know I got huge shoes to fill. I mean, Pace does a job. Come on. I mean, the dude is he's top notch. Mean, it's the, it's like, the CEO. It's the CEO, man. Yeah, like I mean, you can't, you know. You can't replace him, you know, often, often imitated, never duplicated. So exactly. Um, so, you know, the people know about me. Let's let's let the people know about you. Who is the man behind Von Choke? Darren Chimeyev on Twitter, if you will. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, my name is Josh Dillon, like like Brandon said, like B. Russ said. Uh, and man, I, I just I love sports. I suck at man i suck at gambling but but i swear i uh I'm, I'm getting better but my ufc picks are the one thing i'm telling you guys like mm-hmm. go like shameless plug here Taylor. we got thrown Taylor. bows we got thrown bows uh you know coming more content coming that way and uh the ufc picks are they're hot so i i just love the ufc i love combat sports but i love i love all sports even though i uh, struggle i'm a bears fan for football, Ohio State. I know we're gonna get to both of recent those. Gra- recent graduate. Yes, we will absolutely graduate. Get to, yes, sir. Yes, to both, sir. To both of those uh, um, teams. So, yeah, yeah. It's tough, tough weekend for old, for old uh, Josh Dillon. Yeah, it wasn't. Morale was low. <laughs> morale. We'll we'll get to it, but morale was low. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's just jump right into it. We'll get into. Week one of the NFL, obviously, we're still finishing up here with uh, the Monday night game between the Ravens and the Raiders. Uh, but week one, we had some very interesting results some not so uh, surprising results. Uh, we'll start with uh, what I thought was the game of the day, the Chiefs and the Browns. Uh, Browns go up 22 to 10 at halftime. They were dominating. And, uh, you know, Browns fans – were on Twitter and they were hyped and, you know, rightfully so you're up 12 against the defending AFC champs in their place. And then the chiefs do what the chiefs do. And they came back, uh, you know, it great game. They found a way to win it. 
Browns covered plus five and a half. So I had, I had Browns plus five and a half. So, you know, you love to see, see a good cover like that. Uh, but it was a hell of a game. I, the Browns, I mean, they dominated that first half. They were running the ball down their throat. Um, and then, you know, they kind of, they got a score. What was it? 23 to seven in the second half. Not, not going to win you a lot of games in Arrowhead. No, and I, I just feel like the Chiefs do this all the time. It's 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 one of those things now where if the Chiefs are – if you're not beating the Chiefs by 21 in, like, the start of the fourth quarter, you're not really safe. I mean, I feel like they no. they really do this all of the time. And it's not even that the Browns looked – they didn't look good. Like, like, let's not make any mistakes. But they didn't – Man, I just feel like the Chiefs, they just do this all the time. I swear, Mahomes knows someone, and he says, live bet me second quarter yeah. every game. Mm-hmm. And not every game. If the but Chiefs are down game. 10 at any point in the game, you live bet them. Yeah, they're live like betting just, No doubt. I mean, as, as a fan of a team who plays them twice a year, trust me, I know I've been through it. I uh, went through it last year on Sunday night football. Uh, I've been through it many, many times. Uh with the chiefs uh, but you know that's why they're great i hate them but uh you know you recognize greatness and mahomes is on his way to being one of the greatest and andy Reid, great coach great team uh it, you know sucks for the browns but i think this is a potential potential preview of the afc championship this year they both i think are gonna have outstanding seasons browns fans don't get down you guys will be all right uh you know, I think they're winning the winning the division. Although the division looked uh, pretty good so far, that AFC North. I mean, you had the uh, Bengals win yesterday. Uh, even though Zach Taylor was trying to trying everything to lose the game for his team, uh, oh, um, and then you had the Steelers go into Buffalo and kind of have their way with the uh, Bills, who I think just about everybody and their mother were on the Bills. Um, I was not on the Bills. I just stayed away from that game. I had no idea what to expect going into that game, but uh, the Steelers looked pretty good. Um, another su- very surprising result was the uh, Packers playing the Saints in Jacksonville, and Jameis, I mean, he threw for like 150 yards and five touchdowns. What what kind of stat line is that? So – Actually, I, I I noticed this today. I was I was looking at that as well, like the 148 yards, five touchdowns, and I that got me thinking. I was just like, this has to be one of the greatest stat lines of all time. So I, I was looking into it um, for maybe like the lowest yards to like touchdown ratio ever. If you look at like four plus touchdowns, so I, I needed to look into that. So mm-hmm. 1987, Steve Young threw for four touchdowns with only a hundred yards. And I believe that he had nine, only nine completions that game. But other than that, it's like nobody's really close to that. And then in 1962, Eddie Laberon had five touchdowns with 158 yards. But Jameis now officially breaks the record for fewest yards with five touchdowns thrown in a game. You love and, I mean, who, who else could have done it, you know? I know. It has to be LASIK Jameis. Like, and, and I mean – I, I really did come into this season saying, you know, Jameis, 
Jameis deserves a shot. And man, he looked good. The whole team looked good. The Saints looked good. Packers looked bad, which filled my heart with so much I'm, joy. But. I mean, yeah, as a Bears fan, I'm sure that just absolutely you hated to see it. Hated to see the yeah, Packers look like absolutely no shit. So I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. And, and, and yeah. I feel so bad for them promoting the last dance and everything and, and, and coming in saying this is the last dance and um, trying to, to replicate MJ and then just getting blown out week one. But obviously it's a long season. We've seen Aaron Rodgers do this before. We've seen him get down early and everybody doubts him. And then he just comes back and, uh, you know, loses in the playoffs like every year, but at least he looks good while doing it. So. I mean, yeah, he, uh, what he had five interceptions all of last year's MVP season, and then he had two interceptions in a three attempt span yeah. uh, exactly. Sunday afternoon. That not not great uh, if you're a Packers fan, uh, you know. So the I had the Packers minus three and a half. I thought it was going to be easy, stupid of me. Um, the Saints came in and just kicked the shit out of them and did whatever they wanted to them. And I mean, to do it away. You, technically a home game but you're in jacksonville away from the superdome imagine if that game's in the superdome it's probably a 50 50 to nothing game at that point like it was just the saints did whatever they wanted and you know Jameis, uh he looked good i mean granted he only threw for again he only threw for 150 yards but uh he looked good doing it and you know going forward i think the saints are gonna be a lot better than people expected yeah, hundred percent. Like, like I said, obviously hate to see a week one, but it is a long season. Like you said, with the Browns and everything. I mean, obviously the Packers are a talented team. We'll see, we'll see what happens. But uh, you can never count Aaron Rodgers out as much as I hate to say it. Do you think Aaron Rodgers came back just to like play sh- like shit, ruin the franchise? Because yeah, because I mean, if you think about it, he plays like this the whole year. Nobody's trading more than a nobody's trading anything for him versus this past yeah. year think about how much they could have gotten from someone like the Broncos like and, and now oh yeah they could have gotten every pick they had for like the next five years he'll be fine and if they if they do decide to trade him or something obviously they'll get they'll get a lot for him just based on name value but wow I mean if he plays like that it's going to be Jordan Love time <laughs> oh yeah um It'll be here. Yeah, maybe people are already clamoring for it. I don't know. I'm not plugged into uh, the good people of Green Bay. But, uh, you know, another game that I bet on that I did not hit, which I am very upset about, the 49ers are officially on my do not bet list. They were up 24 points with two, two minutes to go against the Lions, who a lot of people are tabbing as the worst team in the NFL. And they – I had a minus eight. I had the Niners minus eight, and they come back and get it to eight there uh, with like 30 seconds left. And I stopped watching the game, and I'm getting updates on my phone, and I'm just like, oh, my God, you got to be – you have to be kidding me. And so I flipped it on, and I was just stewing in anger. Like, it's, my, they're up 24 points in two minutes, and you just, you can't cover? Come on. Yeah, I mean, this might be a hot take. I, I don't know. You'll have to tell me what you think. But but what the Niners did to you, I think that might be the worst way to lose a bet. It happens to me all the time in college football in these big spreads when you're up at like 30 and it's like a 16-point spread. And, and mm-hmm. uh, then late in the game, it's just teams take their 
foot off the gas, and I, I think it's the worst way to lose a bet. It's it's got to be pretty close. Um, yeah, they get the second, third string in there, and then you know it's taking your foot off the just, gas. Oh my god, I, I saw the work. final and I was furious. Yeah, yeah, it's come on, coward. Kyle Shanahan, let's let's get it together. Cowardice. Yeah, I will never be betting on the 49ers again. No, I agree. Um, I'm with you. Just. Uh, what I, I need to move on before I get really angry. Um, and then we'll, I guess we'll get you riled up here. Um, your Bears go on uh, the road on Sunday night football, and uh, yikes, did not look great there. Andy Dalton, apparently, according to uh, Chris Collinsworth, he looked good. I mean, the Rams might be Super Bowl favorites at this point with Matt Stafford in at quarterback. They just did whatever they wanted on offense. Yeah, I mean, I've got to be honest. Like, Andy Dalton is exactly who we thought he was. Mm-hmm. Like, I just saw a stat today. He's 7-22 and 22 in his last 29 starts. Who, even before we drafted Justin Fields, like, who thought that that was a good idea to bring this guy into Chicago? What Chicago needs is a, is a quarterback with a lot of swagger that's not going to take any hate from anybody and that just wins. And that is I know Jay Cutler. Am I not am I not wrong? Jay Cutler was Jay, that guy. He got you Jay guys Cutler in the championships. It's not the greatest quarterbacks in Chicago Bears history. Like he's gotta be that's kind of crazy to think about. That's that's crazy to think about too. Like I agree, I think he's the best quarterback in Bears history. And to think about like the history of the Bears and all these, you know, the eighty five Bears and the great defense and Walter Payton and the fridge and you know, Devin Hester, a great one of the greatest kick returners of all time. I mean, to for Jay Cutler to be your greatest on the Mount Rushmore, your George Washington yep. of the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks, it's uh, it's it's not great. Yeah, it's it's not. And and you can make an argument for McMahon, but if you look at the stats and everything, I know it's a different era, but but I mean, Jay Jerry, he he got the job done. Is just oh, man, I I don't know. I don't know, and and like so when you do, said, when do you think they go to when do you think they go to Fields? I like saw because he when he was out when he went out there in the you know few they get him out there for a play he you know like that was it the first drive of the game yep. he went out there for one play and had like a good looks so good or was it like a twelve yeah. yard out route and then they took him right off the field like how do you expect the offense to get any into any rhythm when you're shuffling guys in and out the quarterback in and out every other play like it's just I Matt Nagy for him to be hinging like putting his job on the shoulders of Andy Dalton is wild like if you're going to go down go down with the guy that you drafted traded up to get at 11 I mean maybe he didn't want him I don't I don't know but uh if you're Matt Nagy you have to do everything in your power to be able to, to try and keep your job and I think Justin Fields gives them a much better chance to win than Andy Dalton does for sure. And uh, Matt Nagy's is, is, it's brutal to watch sometimes. I mean, really like what he was doing, just like putting them on the field, like switching them off sometimes, you know, in like his head, he's like, I am the most clever coach of all time. Like, <laughs> exactly. this is, this is he, know, he thinks he, he thinks he's the clever coach. Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. He is the worst. There was, a, there was a play in like, in I don't remember if it was 2019. I'm pretty sure it was the 2019 season. It was the opening game against the Packers uh, week one. 
it was a third and six and we run a power option with Mitch Trubisky and I don't remember if it was like Tariq Cohen or Benny Cunningham but that that right there was when I gave up on Matt Nagy. I said, there's no way that you can look at a third and six and think a power option is the play to call. Mm. I, I just don't understand. And and what he thought, whatever he thought he was doing with swapping uh, Dalton fields like that, it, it just makes no sense. I will say though, I, I do need to, I do need to say something. I, I think the Rams are, they were my preseason pick for the Super Bowl champs. And I think, after last night, like, yes, the Bears are not a good football team. The, the secondary is terrible. The defense in general just needs work. Um, but, but wow, the Rams look good. And Sean McVay with Matt Stafford, uh, that's just going to be unbelievable. Think about how good he made Jared Goff. And now let's watch him with an actual great, like, underrated quarterback. I love Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford. I think he's, he's one of – he's going to go down, like – it's going to be so hard to put him in the hall of fame because of, because of the fact that he just hasn't won in his career anything yet. But if you look at his stats, it's so unbelievable. And he has, he has records. Um, The dude is just, he's a baller and that team is going to be so good. I can't imagine what would happen if, uh, if Cam Akers didn't get hurt and uh, the defense looked great. Jalen Ramsey was just chucking dudes. I mean, yeah. That came out no, of the place. Uh, mm-hmm. They looked unbelievable, and the NFC West is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, the that I mean, they're four. They're all one and zero right now. Four and zero to start the season for the whole uh, um, conference. It's or the division. It was. Uh, yeah, they the Rams look phenomenal, dude. Like they. I think they're the uh, team right now to beat. They are currently the four. They have the fourth highest odds to win the Super Bowl plus twelve hundred. Uh, I mean, I nothing's telling me that they aren't the best team in the NFL right now. Like you, like you said, they you saw what Matt Nagy or not Matt Nagy got now. Um, Sean McVay did with Jared Goff, and it was uh, to get them to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff at quarterback, and now you have probably one of the most underrated quarterbacks of all time. I mean, imagine if Detroit put even a competent team around him, they would be, you know, they probably have a couple of division titles, but that's a story for another day, a 30, 30 for another day uh, with Calvin Johnson. Um, it, you know, good for Matt Stafford. I hope that he gets it. I, he's one of those guys that, you know, how can you hate Matt Stafford? I mean, you're, you're division rivals with him and you, love Matt Stafford. So it's just one of those guys you want to root for and you want to see succeed. So I hope the I hope the Rams go out there and get it, get it done this year. Of course, I'd like to see the Raiders win it, but you know, let's be realistic. Right. All right. So let's get some, do uh, you have any overreactions, anything you're overreacting to after, uh, after week one? Yeah, I, I would say I, I just have a couple. Um, my first one would just be the fact that Jalen Hurts. Um, I'm just gonna say it now. This dude is a Pro Bowl quarterback, and if he keeps playing like this, the Eagles are going to win the NFC East. I don't care how good the Cowboys are looking on paper. If he keeps playing like they did against the Falcons, which is why it's an overreaction, um, the, the Eagles are gonna be scary. And, and and going into the season, I thought they were going to be 
probably have the number two overall draft pick. So I, I would say Jalen Hurts. Just... I mean, it, I think you, a 500 team wins that division. Like you saw last year, Washington won it with a seven and nine record. If, you know, Jalen Hurts continues to somehow make these strides and keep doing what he did on Sunday, I think that the Eagles are going to be right there. I mean, like you said, they were picked to be, you know, two, three pick. In the NFL, they're slated as one of the worst teams, and here we are. They Granted, again, like it was Atlanta, and Atlanta's hot garbage. Um, but Jalen Hurts, 264 yards in the air. Devontae Smith getting his first career touchdown. You know, I, Eagles, I think – I mean, anybody, I think, in that division can win it. Uh, it's just, you know, do you win the important NFC East primetime games that – you know, everybody loves to see week in and week out. Um, yeah, that hot take right there. Jalen Hurts, Pro Bowl quarterback, I, I don't know about that. But, uh, you know, one of mine, New Orleans, I think they might uh, win a division. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you come out and you beat the Green Bay Packers the way they did. Um, granted, you're not going to be getting two interceptions out of three throws from uh, Rodgers every week but uh you know they bottom of that that division is not great you do have to play Tampa Bay twice but I mean you steal one from Tampa Bay and um again overreaction that's what we're here for week one where you know we just we got to overreact to everything so uh mark it down New Orleans Saints are winning the NFC South and the Tennessee Titans might finish last in the uh in an AFC South. Yeah, they looked – that was brutal. The AFC South as a whole had a horrible, horrible week one. Yeah, they all looked brutal. I mean – Well, granted, two of them played each other, so one of them had to win. But Right, but it was like – that kind of feeds into actually one of my overreactions. Um, I I think Urban Myers ruined Trevor Lawrence. I, I think uh, – <laughs> one, one week, one weekend? Just yeah, in one week. But, again, overreactions is what we're here for. But – you know, being an OSU guy, it's like Urban, you know, he's hard not to love as an OSU guy, but I've never loved him as a coach. I think he's one of the greatest recruiters of all time, but but wow, I mean, I what the Jaguar, how the Jaguars looked on, on Sunday, I think it's going to be a very long year for that team, and it's weird because they have talent. Um, and then they were just like, the fact that Carlos Hyde was getting more touches than a thousand yard running back from last year and James Robinson, um, right out of the gate, I would that was that was weird to me. Um, that's his guy, that's an Ohio State guy. You got to give exactly. him the touches. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't give him the touches in the 2013 Michigan State game, so you got to give him the touches now. They got four, <laughs> he has his guys and he he sticks mm-hmm. to them. I, I'm just worried that. He's really going to run run the Jaguars into the ground. I, I think they're a talented team on paper. I think Trevor Lawrence is obviously, you know, not ruined. But it's just going to be a long season unless Urban kind of takes a step back and lets these guys do their thing. Um, they're, not, they're not a good team or a great team by any means, but they should be better than how they look before. Yeah, they uh... – you know, everybody asked it going into this whole experiment. What, how was Urban gonna transition from 
college to the pros and is he gonna continue to use that mentality that he had in college whereas it's his way or the highway and you know that's not going to happen with these multi-million dollar athletes uh it's it's tough man i mean you know i'm grew up a buckeye guy so i'm you know i urban meyer fan but i don't i don't think this is going to work out in any any way shape or form um i think this is going to be a train wreck and you saw the jokes after uh after the game, how long before he starts getting his headaches and, you know, all yeah, this stuff. Good. And he, he didn't handle losing, you know, three or four times at Ohio state. How is he going to handle a one, one in 16, two and 15 season in Jacksonville? It's going to be, it's going to be a long year for, for bigger. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, we'll see what happens. But again, the overreaction in me says the Jaguars are, are so dead. They're so beyond dead. Um, oh, did you I mean, have any... that, that doesn't have to be an overreaction. Um, no. Did you have any other overreactions? I had one where um, Miami's winning. Miami's winning the AFC North. That's my other overreaction. Bills did not look great. I mean, Miami didn't look great either. Um, but I think that you know it's Miami's time. They've you know been building this team and. Is two of the guy. I think we'll find out uh, here real quick. Um, oh shit! Thank God. Um, but I think that I would again. I'm a bill. I thought the Bills are going to be, you know, right there coming into the season, and it is a long season. But Miami is going to win the AFC South. That's my other overreaction. Great. Yeah, they. Uh, <laughs> it's a. It's an interesting division. I mean, really, like. They they played a tight game with a decent Patriots team. It's an overreaction for sure, but but the Bills yeah. did not look good. I mean, the Steelers aren't the Steelers aren't good anymore. They're not bad. They're not a bad football team, but the Bills, the fact that the Bills lost to the Steelers at home, that's just rough. And they'll turn it on late. But I agree that the Dolphins will finish finished one or two i just don't know if they can i think they go they, i think they get a playoff spot this year with it being three they are years. they are a talented team and it's hard not to love what they've done there i mean they've they've done their time for sure they deserve it um yeah uh, frank the tank deserves it that's that's true i've got a question for you Russ. um relating to overreactions here this kind of goes back to that that chiefs browns game we were talking about is Baker the guy in Cleveland? I, I just want to I want to preface this question. It, it sounds a little silly, I understand, but you got to think about how talented this offense is. I mean, it's the number one offensive line in the league. It's too capable of thousand yards. Um, the tight end and receiving core is unbelievable. I know Odell wasn't there, but like, it's they are a ridiculously talented offense. I know the defense has has holes, but I gotta know: Is Baker the guy? Can Baker Mayfield win a Super Bowl with this team? Uh, I I want to say yes, um, but I mean, he got it done. He he's got a playoff win under his belt. Grant going into Arrowhead against a, that Chiefs team is extremely tough. They know it from last year. Um, 
I, I'll say yes. I think he can get it done just because I think just about any quarterback would be able to get it done with the talent that this offense has. I mean, the running back room might be the best running back room in football. It's an elite wide receiver room that tight ends are, you know, Njoku and Hooper who are not by scrub, not scrubbed by any stretch of the imagination. Then you got uh, the offensive line, like you said, is elite, probably the best offensive line in football. So I think you could throw just about anybody under center there and they could take you to a Super Bowl. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll say yes, I believe in Baker for, for all the Browns fans out there. Gotcha, yeah. I, I just – I don't know. I'm with you do on you the think, whole – Do you think he can? I don't. I don't think he uh... – I don't think he's the guy and it doesn't it does have a little bit to do with this past week but I just don't see him overcoming that that hump but also that is my main criticism on Baker what you were just saying about the fact that you could I feel like you could throw just about anybody any starting quarterback in the NFL and they mm-hmm. should at least be able to make the playoffs and that's kind of all we've seen from from Baker so far but this is the first time that Baker's had a consistent coaching staff it's the first time that they're only making true additions to their team so I don't think it would be fair to to say that he can't truly do it until we see him at least in the system for a little bit longer but we have to remember I mean Browns fans were calling for Baker's job two years ago and even last year early in the season before he turned it on late they um, were calling for Aaron Rodgers in the offseason they were saying trade for Aaron Rodgers there were you know people out there saying trade for Aaron Rodgers so I mean, I think that that has to, you know, sit in the back of his mind a little bit. And, you know, there's always, I mean, same thing with Derek Carr has been hearing it ever since he got into the league. It's, well, when when are they going to replace Derek Carr and all this stuff? And, uh, you know, I that's just something you got to deal with when you're a fan of a team that, you know, is as beloved as Browns fans love, uh, love the Browns, man. I mean, it's, they live and die by the Browns and you know if they don't think Baker's going to get it done they're going to call for his head yeah it's they're not afraid afraid to pull a quarterback real quick I mean it's you've seen the list everybody knows that the Browns have for the past 20 years have been the place where quarterbacks go to die and this is the first time they've had what a quarterback start three straight season openers like since they've gotten back to Cleveland yeah it's uh I think Baker's the only guy um, really that that even from that draft class that could have survived the beginning in Cleveland. Like, I think it's just his attitude, to be honest. Um, I think mm-hmm. now, like we said, you could throw just about anybody in that offense. But but even in the beginning, it's like he played well his rookie year. But the fact that it's just hard to overcome, like unless you are exceptional in a game, I mean, I'm in Cleveland now. I see it firsthand. Browns fans are, they, like you said, they're diehard. They don't mess around. So I agree. It, it, it's Baker's attitude is, is what gets him there. And um, it's hard not to like him. I, I feel like everybody likes him. So I think everybody wants to see him do well. It's just a matter of uh, like, he's, he's the best that Cleveland's going to get in the circumstances yeah. they're in right now if you put somebody else in that circumstance, like in that, in that situation and they don't perform out to those expectations and then you call for their head, they might crumble. Whereas Baker kind of 
uses it as fuel for the fire. So I will give him credit yeah. for that. I, I mean, he's all he needs to do is turn around, hand the ball off to Chubb and Hunt, and throw some screens to, you know, Landry and DPJ and Odell, and just just let the playmakers do the work. That's got to be one of the easiest jobs in in football. Exactly. All right, before we move on to college football week two, I uh, got to get the ad read in. Uh, the Mountain Lockmore podcast is sponsored by Rogue Energy. Rogue Energy is an alternative to the sugary ener- energy drinks that can make you get a boost of energy and crash quickly while also putting in a lot of sugar, putting a lot of sugar in your body. Rogue Energy comes in four unique product lines to best suit your personal needs. They're low calorie, no sugar energy. Formula is the perfect alternative to sugar-filled canned energy drinks and sodas. Their extreme formula provides the most energy, focus, and sports performance possible. Their hydration line offers focused ingredients without the added caffeine. Drink at any time you're thirsty. Finally, their shake formula is a delicious zero-calorie energy milkshake. The thing that also makes Rogue Energy unique from other powdered drinks is that it dissolves really well and you won't find any talky, chalky textures in your drink. With over 10 different flavors to choose from, we at Co- the Coda Sports Gambling Network Network definitely recommend Rogue Energy. Go to their website, www.rogueenergy.com and use their promo code CODA, that's K-O-T-A, CODA, to receive 10% off your order. Again, that is www.rogueenergy.com rogueenergy.com and use the promo code CODA. All right. You're an Ohio State guy. Is Ohio State dead? Ohio State's so dead. It shames me. It really does. But uh, Beerus, I got to be honest. I was in Columbus this past weekend. Like I was saying in the beginning of the pod, morale is so low. Um, The defense is absolutely atrocious. I don't know... I don't know, were you able to catch all the game? I mean, they, Oregon just ran all, they had, they had their way with that defense. Oregon did whatever they wanted to on that defense is uh, bad. And, you know, I've heard a couple people, well, mainly Brandon Walker on uh, the Unnecessary Robins podcast was saying that, uh, you know, Ohio State has a 12 and 0 offense with a seven and five defense. They might have a, uh, Nine and three offense with like a four and eight defense. I would I would agree like, on like, they could they could not get the running game going at all. Um, it was tough to watch. I mean, CJ Stroud, if you just strictly look at his stat line, he threw for almost five hundred yards and three touchdowns, and you would think that he you know balled out, but the offense just did not could not get anything going uh, in the run game. You know, Ryan Day offense is got to get the ball moving on the ground and they just could not do it. You didn't see any master Teague in the game. Um, I mean, I think Kerry Combs has to go, right? Yes. 100%. And I think um, like you were, like you were talking about the offense. I mean, CJ Stroud's numbers look good, but he missed so many open throws that were just game changing. Mm-hmm. And he did it against Minnesota too. It's he, he it's not fair to not give him a little bit of time, but at the same time, there's, there's only 12 games. Like wh- how many games can you give a guy before you're like, 
okay, we got to switch something up. And it would be one thing if they didn't have anybody sitting on the bench, but they have multiple five stars on the bench at this point. <laughs> and I'm not saying I want Quinn, but man, do I want to give him a shot. Like, all you have to do is put the ball in these playmakers' hands and they will do it. This receiving core is is so unbelievable. But but yeah, like you like you said, and the offensive line just they struggled too, but but at the same time they're very talented. And I think if you if if you got some things going and were able to mix up your game, teams wouldn't just pass rush all the time and and Stroud wouldn't freak out as much. Um I, I don't know if you saw, um, but Michigan ran for 343 team yards and, and four team touchdowns against Washington this week. Um, I would expect at least double that against OSU. I'm expecting around 700 mm-hmm. total rushing yards and around eight total rushing touchdowns. Um, well, as long as they can, you know, CJ Stroud doesn't overthrow his receivers, they might still be able to beat him. Yeah. I, I mean, they always turn up for that game, obviously, but but I know Michigan's really turning up for that game too. Um, Ohio State still has Penn State and Michigan State. They're at home, luckily, but obviously Ohio State showed that this week that it didn't it didn't matter. Um, There's still like at least three more losable games on the schedule for Ohio State. Um, it's it's tough. I I do think Ohio State got. I thought there was a couple questionable calls, no calls on that last offensive drive for Ohio State, but at the same time, they shouldn't have even been in that position. They're bad. I mean, not bad, but I've, I'm spoiled. But they're not a they're not a top ten team in the country. I I don't think, at least not this year. And uh, they're dead. I mean, they're so dead, V Russ. It's it's sad. I mean. I think one of the few bright spots was uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, seven yeah. for 145 and two touchdowns. I mean, he, he is the third guy on that receiving core. And, and granted, it's not like Olave and Wilson didn't, didn't do their part. Olave had 12 for 126 and Wilson had eight for 117. But, uh, you know, once Olave and Wilson leave the future, uh, it's still bright for that wide receiver room, I think. Jackson Smith and Jig was just the next guy up, and he, you know, kind of proved it on uh, Saturday. But CJ Verdell, too, dude, that dude went off. Like he was just doing whatever he wanted. He had 20 carries, 161 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, I mean, he, the offensive line was giving him time and to, you know, find the holes, and he's just going to work. He, he had a monster day. Yeah, he's a, he's a beast, and Oregon deserves all the credit, really. I mean, they they looked great, but, man, that Ohio State defense looks so bad. And I, I don't know if you saw, but they announced a couple hours ago that Josh Proctor, um, he's done for the season as well. So just another hit to that secondary and just something they really didn't need. I mean, they're, they're so inexperienced back there, and even where they are experienced, the guys aren't playing well, and um, the pass rush isn't getting there at all. And it, it like it was expected to, or like it has in the past, and it's just Ohio State's dead, man. That's all I have to say. I mean, we've seen this before. You know, they had 2014. Virginia Tech came to the shoe and had their way with them, and the sky was falling in Columbus. And what did they do? They just went on to win the first college football playoff national championship. Do we see that uh, repeat itself this year? Um, not likely with this Ohio State yeah. defense. They can't stop anybody. That 
The problem was that the Ohio State offense that first time around in 2014, the offense was starting a new quarterback and they just couldn't, Urban Meyer did not refuse to, you know, make any adjustments to Virginia Tech's defense. And so they just, they just laid down and died pretty much in that game. Um, but the defense this year is going to be a, uh, it's, it's going to be tough to get that uh, defense fixed, but they have a couple weeks. They have Tulsa coming up. I think they have Akron the week after, right? So they got a couple. Yeah. Right did you, uh, try to figure some stuff out. Did you happen to see that Akron is a night game? Um, yeah, I saw that. It'll be that. That's that BTN uh, night game. That's how you know that Ohio State's dead when they're making Akron. Uh, Akron's the prime time game. Yeah. Well, that same Saturday night, same at seven seven thirty, um, the ABC prime time game is uh, a little West Virginia at Oklahoma. So oh. I I can't wait to watch West Virginia get embarrassed on national TV uh, again. I'd like to beat yeah. Oklahoma once in our before they leave the Big Twelve, just once. That's all. No, I would love it. I w- I would love to see it too. I mean, I I think most people would. But, yeah, um, and so a couple other big time games. You had Iowa going into Ames and kind of just doing whatever they want with Iowa State as always. Iowa runs Iowa. Um, the defense was solid. They didn't let the breeze hall had 69 yards and that was if if you look at these that like the passing leader brock purdy had 138 yards breeze hall rushed for 69 yards like that's you look at that and you're there's no way you're winning the game if you're iowa state and you know brock purdy is only thrown for 138 yards but uh, i saw what was it they only had a hundred and was it a hundred and some or like just over 200 yards of offense and they won this game by 10 points. Like that's just, Iowa, that's as Iowa football as it gets right there. It really is. Um, I, I was so good. And, and really on Saturday, my friends and I were talking about this in the morning. We were having a debate um, who we should bet on. And I took Iowa state simply because of the fact that it made way too much sense to bet on Iowa. Iowa just seems like the so much better of a football team um, after watching them both week one. I faded the public and it was stupid hands up for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, I went into this game knowing that Iowa state hadn't won by more than three. I'm pretty sure it was since 2005 and they were four and a half point favorites when I bet them. And I still bet them like going into this, I was like, Oh, this hasn't happened in 16 years, but I'm still going to do it anyway. And I should have just known better. I should have, that was a, that's a one where everyone should have had the instinct of Iowa is just. I had I had uh, my simple reasoning for picking this game. I had Iowa money line, and my simple reasoning was until Iowa State proves that they can beat them, I'm not going to bet against Iowa in this game. And again, proved uh, proved to be a uh, money making uh, decision. Iowa, I have the stats right here. Iowa had 173 total yards of offense. Wow. And they won by 10. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, you had texted me on Thursday, and you were like, I was like, why did you decide Iowa over Iowa State? And you said, Matt Campbell can't beat Iowa. And I was like, 
I was like, you're right. And it makes so much sense. But why is the line the way it is then? So I just rode with Vegas and I died with Vegas. That's what I did this weekend. It's brutal. Hey, um, you know, hey, we all had a tough, we all had a rough Saturday. Um, it really was. It was a tough Saturday all across the board. Uh, but, you know, another tough Saturday for um, the Longhorns as well. They go to Arkansas and they get their teeth kicked in by the Razorbacks. I mean, I'm, not going to say I'm upset to see it because I enjoy any time uh, Texas loses. Uh, but, you know, they last week they handled Louisiana. And, you know, everybody's saying this is uh, this is a wake up call for Texas. You know, they're going to the SEC in a couple of years and they get steamrolled by a bottom tier SEC team. It's is it going to be tough sledding for the Longhorns once they get to to the Southeastern Conference here in a couple of years? Yeah, I mean, I, I really do think you could look at it as an early welcome to the SEC, but I do think Arkansas is a very good team. I, I know they struggled with Rice week one, but, like, I think Arkansas is talent. They, they're much better than they have been in previous years, and yeah. they're, still, they're still a solid team. And I, I think we have to give Sarka a chance to get his guys into Texas before – you know, we officially rule them as dead. But, of course, you know, we love seeing week one overreactions to Texas being so back and then just getting mm-hmm. smacked up in week two by a, a mediocre, an average team. I mean, I mean – Middle Arkansas, of the road Arkansas team at best. Yeah, Arkansas is – they're solid, but, like, the way Texas lost was just brutal. I, 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 don't I think, think I saw – was this, I saw a stat that said that um, they had less yards than any game Tom Herman ever coached at Texas. Like Tom Her- Tom Herman's teams never had that few yards, and it was just kind of mind. Like you know, it's the same thing with uh, Nebraska fans and Tennessee fans always expecting more, and then the new coach comes in, and then you know they're the darling for a minute, and then that's that's it for them, and then they have a couple bad games and they're calling for their heads. Uh, you know, I don't think they'll be calling for Sark's head just yet, but if they have a couple more outings like they did against Arkansas on Saturday, it's, it's going to be a tough first year for, for Sark. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we'll see. Well, I think he deserves a little bit of time, but as of right now, I agree with you. He's, he's not the answer, at least not this year. And then they already went back. I saw that uh, for Saturday's game, uh, Casey Thompson is going to get the start, and Hudson Carr is going to play as Hudson Card is going to play as well. Um, I sure. I mean, kind of crazy to be going like you know Hudson Card looked good in week one, and then last week he you know had some freshman mistakes, and he looked like a freshman in the SEC environment, and you know I don't think you turn on him just yet, but. I, that's why I'm not the coach at, at Texas, but uh, yeah. I mean, we have a lot of teams here who are uh, struggling Florida state. Uh, I mean, that was, that was tough. Um, you lose on a hail Mary to Jacksonville state. Quick, quick quiz. Do you know where Jacksonville state is? Uh, I don't, but I would guess not Jacksonville, Florida, Jacksonville, Alabama. Ah. Uh. 
Yeah. That's, yeah, that's even worse. Than see, the I always thought, see, I, I always, yeah, I always thought it was Jacksonville, Florida. And then the other day, uh, I think I went on their Wikipedia and I saw that it was Jacksonville, Alabama. I was like, oh, I right. sure, yeah. You, you could have asked me that and I never would have said that they are in Alabama. I've got a got a question for you about this game. Now, what was worse, um, Florida State, the fact oh, that they lost to to Jacksonville State, or the or the dude proposing to his girlfriend after the game with the Jacksonville State team celebrating on the field? I mean, that was a brutal scene, Beerus. I, I I can't look at that picture. It makes me uncomfortable. Listen, uh, man, I I sit. I saw it, and you know, you sit there and you think. That is, that that guy has probably been thinking about that moment for forever. He had they probably had all their friends and family at that game, and you know he had predetermined in his mind after the game they're gonna he's gonna propose to this girl, and you know he's in no way, shape, or form did they expect to lose to this Jacksonville State team after the way they played against Notre Dame in Week One, but. I mean, I think you got to shelf it at that point, man. Like, you got to put the brakes on and be like, all right, we'll find a different time. This is not the time. It's Jacksonville State is on the other end of the field celebrating this win. I I mean, you know, good for him. I hope they have a, you know, happy marriage and, you know, long life, but it not not starting off on the best of on the best of terms. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I know for for some for some people, especially like some players in that situation, like things are bigger than football. I, I get it. I understand completely where you're coming from. I'm guessing they flew people in probably from from all over. Um, it's the equivalent of your your high school setting up a, a, a cakewalk game for your homecoming and then getting blown out. It's the, yeah. it's the equivalent of that. I mean, it's so bad. I don't know. I agree with you 100%. No matter the circumstances, just wait a little bit probably she had to have known or something and like would have been disappointed um or she had to have at least had a guess again really wish all the best for them in their marriage but wow that was brutal i i really couldn't look at the picture i was it made me uncomfortable i you know um i texted uh my sister who is a uh, florida state alum and a big time Noel fan. And I was just like, what what are you what are your thoughts on uh Florida State? And the only thing she said to me was embarrassing in all caps. And you know, I mean, after the way they played, then we was it a ghost of Bobby Bowden game? Is that why they, you know, almost pulled it out? Was the ghost of Bobby there? If I'm if I'm Florida State, I am almost like go to Mike Norvell after the game and I'm like you're that's it you're done like I get that last year was a shitty year and they had a lot of guys you know transfer out and sit out because of COVID and all this stuff but to start 0-2 this year after the way you looked in week one against Notre Dame a top 10 team in the country and then come back and you put on that stinker of a performance against the FCS team it's I don't get it I don't think Mike Norvell's the answer I don't know how uh how you can be that much more talented than than someone on paper and and lose that game and that's nothing against jacksonville state's players obviously it's just the fact that like it's florida state and i I don't know and and again like you said 
week one. But what does that say about Notre Dame besides the fact that they only beat Toledo by three? They this almost week? lost by to Toledo too. Yeah, I mean, is Toledo? I mean, is Notre Dame just bad? Nothing against uh, Jack Cohn, you know, former uh, big Jackie Heisman <laughs> guy when he was at Wisconsin. But uh, mm-hmm. but man, I mean, the Notre Dame has to be bad, right? I, I mean, if, if if I mean. Yeah, that gets me into my ne- like the next topic. I all I have on here is AP polls trash. If you look at, you know, the preseason polls and all these teams who were slotted to, you know, predicted to have good seasons. I mean, you look at Indiana, you look at North Carolina, you look at uh, who else am I missing on there? Miami, they were 14th in the country become coming into the season. Ohio State was number four. I mean, granted, they only fell five spots, but UCLA not ranked. Um, I just think they need to do away with the polls for like the first month of the season because, I mean, you're just basing basing it off of last year, and it's get the first down. God damn it. Fuck. But, uh, yeah, it's the AP polls trash. I think I don't even think they should do polls until – the uh, playoff poll comes out. To be honest yeah. with you, that for that last weekend in October, I feel like they're just doing it to sell. Honestly, I mean, how much? It, you know, if you look at Georgia versus Clemson week one, what three versus two? It's like, yeah, that's cool, but or three versus four, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it's cool with no numbers still but it's so much cooler to like look at this and be like these are two top four team and teams in the country and i think that might be basically the sole reason they, they do it um and but it sucks i mean eight people sucks and it sucks even after week one like if you if you look at the rankings even after week one and even after week two like it really sucks until the until the playoff poll comes out and and i think you're right and it also doesn't um it gives, I feel like teams, fans, everything, false hope. You know, you could be mm-hmm. a, a top 10 team in the, in the AP poll and be number 15 in the playoff poll. And that sucks, but that's all that matters. So it really changes nothing. It makes no difference in the game. So I, I agree with you. I don't know why it's a thing and it sucks. I mean, you look at like, North Carolina, who's been kind of a middle-of-the-road ACC team for the last 15 years, and then, you know, they start to – they get Mac Brown in there and start to, you know, climb the ranks, and then you get uh, Sam Howell in there, and they start the season number 10, and they go into Blacksburg, and they just shit the bed against uh, Virginia Tech, and, you know, that's just another reason why I think the AP poll needs to be needs to be abolished. Yeah, I I'm with you on that for sure. All right, so well now we'll rank our top five teams. <laughs> um, I'm curious to see how how similar these are. I want you to all go right, first. So I think we both have are probably going to have the number one team in the country. Uh, my number one team is Alabama. Number two for me is uh, Georgia. I mean they beat a top 10 team in Clemson last year and then or last week and then they handled uh, UAB with no JT Daniels number three is Oregon 
I mean, you go on the road to Colum- anytime you go on the road to the horseshoe and get a win, it's big time. I think Oregon is uh, right there as a potential playoff team. And then my number four team, UCLA. Uh, if you listen to any of our shows, you know that we are very big pro UCLA uh, company. So UCLA number four, and then number five for me is uh, I had it written down. Where's that? Where's that? Um, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is my number five team. Yeah, I mean ours are pretty similar. I think the only uh, the the main thing I would disagree with, I guess, is the is the uh, Oregon. I don't have them in my top five. I this is a little bit of a spoiler for my top five, but. Um, I don't have Oregon in there. I, I do think OSU is going to end up as a as a pretty mediocre team, and I think Oregon's going to lose some games. And they really had a, a battle with Fresno State, and I, I just don't think that um, Oregon's going to end up as – I don't even think they're going to win the Pac-12 because I think UCLA is going to because they're unbelievable. But my top five, uh, one and two are the same. I think that's pretty chalk on most people's – Bama and Georgia. Uh, Georgia, I think – People are going to look over this win against UAB just because it's Georgia versus UAB. But I mean, this is a pretty talented UAB team. And for them to go in there without JT Daniels and just make it like no sweat at all. Um, I, I think that's, that's pretty impressive. I mean, UAB is not bad. I'm not saying they're good, but, but they're not a bad football team. It's not someone to completely overlook. Um, number three, someone you left off your list, B Russ. Um, Iowa Hawkeyes I think uh, Iowa just two seemingly dominating performances against two very good teams and and we'll see what Iowa does but I have a lot of faith in them and I think uh, I think they're going to win the Big Ten honestly Um, number four team in the country uh, one of my favorite teams I have Cincinnati at number four I think uh, they haven't really done anything wrong yet they haven't really gotten a chance to prove themselves they haven't really done anything wrong. And I think Desmond Ritter is a monster and uh, I think Cincinnati is very good. And then number five, I also have Oklahoma. I think uh, they're always going to be in it, but a, a close one with Tulsa keeps them from, from being higher up on the list. I mean, Hey, again, these are all meaningless and with, they'll mean nothing until, uh, till the end of October. So this is just, just for funsies. UCLA is number six, by the way. Yep, of course. Um, all right, so and then the show here, we'll get our picks in real quick. Uh, I'll go first. So we just got a couple plays here. Uh, two games on Thursday night. Uh, the Bobcats of Ohio, who are my pick to win the MAC, not looking too great, heading on the road to Louisiana to take on the Raging Cajuns. I like uh, Louisiana minus twenty. Right here, I think that they – I mean, Ohio's just looked so bad. Like, they lost uh, Duquesne last week. They got steamrolled by um, Syracuse in week one. I just don't think they're very good. I, I drank the juice. Um, I'm disappointed in the Bobcats, so give me uh, Louisiana minus 20. And then we have, a shockingly, a uh, primetime um, – there it is. A primetime NFC East game on Thursday. The Giants and heading to the football team. 
Uh, Washington is currently minus three over under set at 41, according to DraftKings. Um, this one, I don't know. I mean, Giants didn't look – give me Washington minus three. The Giants did not look good against the Broncos and Teddy Bridgewater. I think uh, Taylor Taylor Hinky, right? Is that his last name, Hinky? I don't know. I don't know if that's how you say it. Heineke, something like that. I, Heineke, I don't know. Hinky. I like I like Hinky. Give me uh, the football teams minus three. Um, yeah, I actually have the exact same picks. I, Louisiana. I in my notes, I just wrote. OU is a horrible, horrible football team. And uh, Louisiana doesn't look good so far. They're they're a little overrated. It doesn't matter, though. Oh, OU is so bad. And they'll get into the MAC and they'll play decent just because that's what MAC teams do. Um, but outside of the MAC, they're going to get crushed, I, I imagine. Um, and then I also have Washington football team minus three at home against the Giants. Uh, the Giants looked brutal against the Broncos team. That, that should be okay, but, but man, they looked so bad. And uh, um, I can't, can't bet against uh, Taylor Heineke, Hinky, however you want to say Hinky. it. Um, the dude looked awesome in the playoffs last year, and he actually looked pretty good you know, week one. So they almost beat a, a really good Chargers team. I mean, granted, they were at home, but – but uh, and really good as a stretch. But I, I do think the Chargers are talented. So I I think Washington should steamroll the Giants, but obviously you know how it goes on NFC Beast primetime games. So mm-hmm. Super excited for that. Okay. All right, well, that uh... – that's the show. We will see you guys. Pace will be back. Josh, I appreciate you uh, jumping in on short notice. Uh, you got a lot of stuff going on with moving uh, up there in Cleveland. So uh, appreciate it, brother. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, man. It was a blast. And everyone give him a follow on Twitter at Von Flu Choke. Um, giving out uh, only winners in the UFC. Yes, sir. And uh Throwing bows content coming soon. New pod dropping for uh for Coda Coda Sports. So let's let's get after it. Yes, sir. Love it. All right. Everybody have a great Tuesday. We'll see you on Friday.